Another day, and we're here. It's not yesterday anymore, and tomorrow isn't here, but today is. And that's awesome. Because we're right at the place God wants us to be today, amen? Turn your Bibles to Hebrews chapter 3, and we're going to look at verse 7, or at least start at verse 7. Hopefully today has been a great day for you, that the Lord has spoken to your heart and that you've dwelt in his presence today. Because if you haven't and he didn't, then I know you had a lousy day. In Hebrews chapter 3, verse 7, it says, Today if you will hear his voice. Today, if you will hear his voice. Isn't that something that we desire every morning that we wake up? Or maybe in the middle of the night when God wakes you up to spend that extra quiet time with you to hear his voice. What a tremendous privilege it is knowing when God wants to speak to you. What a wonderful privilege it is to know that His Holy Spirit living in you touches your heart to turn towards Him to give Him more time of your day. In 1 Thessalonians 5.27 it says, I charge you by the Lord that this epistle be read to all the holy brethren. And I think that we have God's love letters to us right here in our hands that he's given us his word to carry us through our lifetime. And do we avail ourselves of his word to be enriched by it, to be matured by it, for our faith to grow in it? Hopefully the answer is yes, but I want to come here tonight to encourage you to get into his word more. To allow him to show you wonderful things from His Word that He has specifically for you. We live in a time of history where there is so much uncertainty, so many things that are going on in the world today, and we don't even know where it's headed. But God does. And He gives us a peace. He gives us a patience. He gives us a long-suffering just to go on with everything that's happening in our world today. He gives us that peace that passes all understanding. Back to Hebrews where it says in verse 8, Do not harden your hearts as in the rebellion, in the day of trials in the wilderness. My prayer for you and for me is that our hearts are softened every time we come to church, come to a Bible study, open up His Word, that God just softens up our hearts because there's so much that He wants to still show you and me individually. And I think the big thing today is in the message that I titled today was, do we take the time each day or throughout the day to allow God to speak to us through his word? And in preparing the study, some of the things I came up with obstacles 
that could be in our way from hearing his word to us today. And there are no, no secrets. There are things that we know have hindered us from getting into his word, but one are idols, just things that we put in the place of God. Maybe there's a sin that's in our life that we're not willing to give over to the Lord. Maybe it's time. Maybe we use time as an excuse from drawing closer to the Lord. Maybe you don't have a plan. Maybe you don't know where to start. Maybe there's no communication between you and the Lord. And maybe it's that good old self-will, yourself, that's just keeping the lines of communication closed between you and God. Well, I'm here to encourage you to just let all of us know that that can change in a moment, in a heartbeat. Maybe there's a trial that you're going through or I'm going through. And you feel like you're in the wilderness. But please understand that's the very place God wants us to be. That he can get our attention there. Because if things are going too good for you, it might be very difficult for you or me to hear the things that God wants us to hear. In verse 9 of Hebrews 3, it says, Where your fathers tested me and tried me and saw my works for 40 years. I take this as a tremendous caution, a tremendous wake-up call. Because here are these people that God led out of Egypt, and they saw his miracles, but yet still their hearts were hardened. And here you and I are 2,000 years later, and we know what God has done in our lives individually or in our families' lives or in our friends' lives. But we want to be sure that we don't get caught up and our hearts hardened to the things that God has done. So we just shut our ears and shut our eyes for what God has for us today. I believe that every day God wants to speak to us. He has a message for us every day that we need to go to his word and anticipate those things that God has to reveal to you individually today. And hopefully we avail of ourselves of those things so that we can have an open heart and open ears to hear what God has to say. Verse 10, Therefore I was angry with that generation and said, They always go astray in their hearts, and they have not known my ways. We never want that to have that happen to us. We always want to be open in our hearts to God. We never want to have his ways hidden from us. One of the things that took place in the last couple of weeks for me is something that I never expected to have happened. But I can give all the credit to God, to the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, just for what he has allowed to have taken place in the last couple of weeks of my life that I want to share with you. And I just want to keep encouraging that God had this book written for your benefit and for my benefit. As much for today as for the past, for the people whose todays are all gone, and now their todays are in eternity. One day, this today, will be tomorrow, 
one day, this today, will be something that happened while we were on the earth. Because we'll be praising God and fellowshipping forever in eternity. I believe that today, things happen in your life and my life to get us zeroed in on eternity. I think the thing that just happened with Michael Jackson is another thing, God's grace and mercy, that he just puts out there for all the world to see, hey, we're not here forever. There is a day coming that we'll be leaving this earth, whether it'll be where our loved ones will be around a casket or, better yet, the rapture of the church and we just go all up together. That's the one I'm hoping for. But not my will, but his will be done. But two weeks ago, a little more than two weeks ago, we were finishing our last week of school, and as most of you know, about a year ago, I had the opportunity to go to Israel with the Fellowship of Christian Athletes to do outreaches for the kids and the coaches in Israel, specifically uh, the area of Bethlehem, Jericho, and it's a Palestinian area, okay, where they are restricted in where they can go. Well, I told them about a month ago that because of finances, it was going to be impossible for me to go this year. And I had it worked out in my heart with the Lord. It was a done deal. Even though I wanted to go, I just said, Lord, you know. And I told the team I'd be praying for them and just say hello to all the kids and coaches that we had met a year ago. Well, Monday, before a Tuesday flight, I received a call from the director of the trip, and they said that one of the coaches uh, could not go, and would I be interested in having all my expenses paid for to go to Israel for the outreach? Well, you would think my answer right away would be, of course, I'll go. Well, there was only one hindrance, and God had put on my heart that I would go with my daughter, Ashley. Because if you see her interact with kids her age on a missions trip, you just know it's, it's a blessing. And she breaks down walls that adults can't break down. So I put it to the Lord right away. I said, Lord, I have to let them know within 24 hours if I can go or not. And I called the director and I said, just keep this situation in prayer. I'm going to see if I can uh, get on the phone and call some people and see if we can raise some money. Well, in less than 24 hours, by uh, 1.30 the following day, we had everything that Ashley needed financially to make the trip. So the team left on a Tuesday. Ashley and I left on a Thursday after our school days were over. The last day of school was uh, Thursday. So we got on a plane, and I went there with the intention of coaching basketball, uh, teaching basketball in the clinics, and the Lord had another plan. When I had given it to the Lord not to uh, go on the trip, one of the things he impressed on my heart was that if I had gone on the trip, what he wanted done was to have Bible studies with the kids outside of the normal day of the basketball camp. Well, like I just shared with you, I didn't think that was going to happen, and I had given it to the Lord. Well, the Lord opened up that door. We went to Israel, and all I did, I was on the court a few times, but my, the majority of my time I spent with one to two Bible studies a day with the kids that we had met last year, 
and with any of their friends that they brought uh, to the Bible study this year. And we had anywhere from 8 to 12 people over a course of three days. But three of the kids that came had just graduated from high school, and they were at all the Bible studies. So if we had six or eight Bible studies, they were at them all, these three individual kids. So the Lord had put on my heart to talk to them and disciple them on the last day for a couple hours and just show them how to do a Bible study, how to do a youth group, um, and to reach out to the kids who had been coming. Plus, there's so many kids, and you have to understand, they're restricted within the Bethlehem area. For them to go to Jerusalem, they have to go, have a special pass to go there and for only a limited amount of time. So that's what the Lord did while we were there. Where last year, say there was four or five days of basketball, if I did a total of three hours of basketball during the eight days I was there, that would be a lot. It was really just getting into God's word with the kids, and it was awesome. So God, at this time of history, I feel that more than any other time, wants you and I to just get into his word more than we ever have and to allow him to open up his word to us and then, as we do that, we'll have our own testimonies of what the Lord wants done. Because we're just being faithful to his word. It says in 2 Timothy 1.9, God who has saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose, and grace which was given to us in Christ Jesus before time began. And this is a thing that I want to encourage all of you, whether you're in full-time ministry, whether, and I think everybody's in full-time ministry. You don't have to be um, on a staff of a church. You know what I'm saying? We are in full-time ministry because God has taken you with him in you and put you in the workforce. And there's people every day that you come across or people that you can be praying for through intercessory prayer that are we doing that? Are we missing our calling? Are we missing the purpose that God has called us to himself? Hopefully not, but my encouragement to you is don't let it be an old thing that you're taking for granted. I pray that the Holy Spirit just stirs up his mission in our hearts. That it never gets old, that it's always fresh what he wants us to do. And I think that's so important because you might be praying for somebody or been praying for someone for years and you see no results. But I want to give you Noah, who for 100 years was praying for people and there was no response. Okay, God in his own time will do his thing. We just need to be faithful in our relationship with him. In 1 Peter 2.9 it says, But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people, that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Like I'm just starting to get it. You know what I'm saying? I'm just starting to understand. Here I thought it was going to be basketball. 
But God just again, just like he used sports to lead me to him when I was 19 or 20 years old, he just led sports for me to get a ticket to go over there to spend time with his kids. Kids whose heart were towards him but aren't being fed God's word. A lot of them come out of churches that just take pieces of God's word. But they're not getting the whole counsel of God's word. So pray for Sarah. And pray for Mariana. And pray for Joey. These are the three kids that I think the Lord just raised up in the Bethlehem area. The house of bread area. How cool is that? Where there shouldn't be a famine in the land. But there is a famine in that area once again. Just like back in Boaz's day and Ruth's day. And God is looking for people who are going to be faithful in teaching his word. So you can intercede for those three young people. Sarah, Mariana, and Joey. That they just have the Holy Spirit just driving them to meet with those kids over there. But yet we have a purpose and calling here. God has something for you specifically to do. There's somebody God wants you to be praying for on a daily basis. There's somebody that God wants you to be an example to, to mentor. Who is that person? Only you know. Maybe you've been avoiding that person. But let's hook up to what God has calling us today while it still is today. Today is important because it's the only day we have. And this day is not over. Even when we hit our head on the pillow, it isn't over. God is going to still be working on your heart. And like I said, he might wake you up at 3 a.m. with a purpose and a calling for that day that's going to be coming in several hours. There was this guy, and he was talking to his neighbor, and he was saying that he just bought a new hearing aid. That it cost about $4,000, but it was a state-of-the-art hearing aid. And the neighbor says, well, that's great. And he goes, oh, I know, it's awesome. All my hearing problems are over. And the neighbor said, well, what kind is it? And he said, well, it's about 1230. <laughs> the world cannot understand God's word. They cannot hear what God is trying to say to you or to me. It only comes through a relationship with Jesus Christ that is a result of his crucifixion, his death on the cross, his resurrection from the dead, and then you and I turning from our lifestyle that's opposed to him and give our hearts to him and follow him. And he's given us his map right here. He's given us his love letter right here for us to dive into. And it's never the same, is it? When you read it over and over, you never get the same thing out of it. It's, it's active and it's alive. It is a double-edged sword. It pierces and cuts and separates and shows one thing from the other. Psalm 66, verses 16 to 19, says, Come and hear all you who fear God. I don't think the world fears our God. They're lost. They're rejecting Christ, whether they know Him or not. We need to pray for that world. We go into the world every day with the people who are perishing, 
But God wants us to hear what he's saying to us to reach that lost one that he puts in our path tonight, tomorrow morning, tomorrow afternoon. It says here in verse 16, And I will declare what he has done for my soul. Verse 17, I cried to him with my mouth, and he was extolled with my tongue. If I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear. But certainly God has heard me. He has attended to the voice of my prayer. What is it that has been with you and I for 10, 15, 20 years that the Lord has trying to show us to just let it go? Only you know, only I know, if we've relinquished that to the Lord so that he can just pour out more of his spirit through us so that we can be used for his purpose. Hebrews 12.25 says, See that you do not refuse him who speaks. God wants to speak to us every day. Do we refuse to hear what he says? Many times in my day, if I just go through the day not having a clue what God wants to tell me, I'm just oblivious to what he tried to be saying to me in that moment. And in that moment, I see that Vinny is there. I see that my flesh is there. But when I rely on the Lord 24-7, boy, it's a totally different day. Even according to the world, if it was a lousy day. It wasn't a lousy day for me if I'm walking with the Lord. For if they did not escape who refused him who spoke on earth, much more shall we not escape if we turn away from him who speaks from heaven. God is speaking from heaven today through his word as he always has through his Holy Spirit. But as we open up today, verse 7, Today if you will hear his voice, don't harden your heart like they did in the desert when they were rebelling against God. And how did they rebel? Complaining spirits, wishing that the past was the present, not content with what God was doing today in their lives, trying to construct an image of God different from the way he was revealing himself at the moment. I love that part of verse 7 where it says, Therefore, as the Holy Spirit says, as the Holy Spirit says, today if you will hear his voice. And Lord, that's what we're trying to do. We just want to hear what you're saying in each and every passage that we go through. Now, here's the cool thing. John 10, 27 says, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. We know that he is our shepherd. He's the good shepherd. He laid down his life for you and for me. In a sheepfold, there's the baby sheep that follow the parent sheep. There's the parent sheep who might follow the leading sheep. Remember years ago, a teaching that I heard with Barnabas that included Paul, Barnabas, and Timothy, how we're to be a Barnabas, 
a Paul or a Timothy to one another, to other people. And my prayer again for all of us is that we have a Paul in our life. We have a Barnabas in our life. We have a Timothy in our life. And real quick, what that means is we have somebody in our life that we are taught by. Example would be Pastor Joe. Somebody that's dividing God's word. There's a Barnabas in our life, somebody that encourages us, that isn't impressed by us, that doesn't care to tell you when you're off base, and at the same time encourage you when you're right on base. And that there's a Timothy, somebody that you're building your life into, the life of Christ through you into this younger person. So if you don't have a Paul, if you don't have a Barnabas, and if you don't have a Timothy, pray that God reveals those three to you. Because we all need to be fulfilling his purpose in us. What God has done in us, building it into someone else. We can all be encouragers, right, to someone who's struggling, whether it be a Christian or a non-Christian. And there's always a young person younger than us who's, who needs to be encouraged in the Lord and taught the things of the Lord. Matthew 27, 51 says, Then behold, the veil of the temple was torn in two from the top to the bottom, and the earth quaked and the rocks were split. As a result of what Jesus did on the cross, when he died and gave up his spirit, the curtain in the temple was torn from the top to the bottom. No man did this. It was God himself that just tore it from top to bottom. So it didn't have to be a priest once a year going in to offer sacrifice for himself and for the sins of the whole nation. But now, as a result of what Jesus did at the cross, then you and I can now go boldly before the throne of grace that we can obtain mercy and find grace in help in the time of our need. We have a time of need today that we're closer to Jesus than we were yesterday. That is an urgent cry of our hearts, or it should be, that we want to be so much closer to Jesus today than we were yesterday. How fast does 40 years go? We know, right? We know how fast 40 years go. How fast... For the younger people, do 30 or 25 years go? Goes quick. But it was a today. I was thinking of some of these people in the Bible that at one time Cain and Abel, when they were offering sacrifice to the Lord, it was today. It was there today. I was thinking of Saul and David. When Saul was doing things where he knew that he had a jealousy against David, but he also knew that his heart was against the Lord. There was a today that he could think about that. Thought of Eli and Samuel. When Samuel was being called by the Lord, but he thought it was Eli calling him. And I was thinking about both of those people how it was a moment in that day for Eli and Samuel 
to be close to the Lord. I was thinking of Judas and Peter with the betrayal where they both denied Christ, that there was an actual day that that took place. But those todays are now history for them. If they had responded differently to what the Lord was showing them today, we know Abel responded okay. We know that David at that time, when he was a young man, responded okay. We know that Samuel responded okay. We know that Peter repented and responded okay. What is it today, this day, just today, that the Lord has been trying to say to you and me, and will we, will we respond okay when tomorrow is here? Two Peter one three says, "I will worship towards your holy temple, and praise your name, for your loving kindness and your truth, for you have magnified your word above all your name." In Psalm 115:18, that was part of the psalm I, I read you. I gave you a part of um, 2 Peter also. But the part that I want to uh, underline is, For you have magnified your word above all your name. Think about that. He's magnified his word above all his name. How important is his word to you and to me? How crucial is it for you and to me to open it, to get into it, to see the very things that God wants us to know today? I was speaking to my brother on the way here, and two weeks ago, every year he goes to Gettysburg, and he spends a week there. Um, it's a retreat for him to just be alone, alone with the Lord, and he loves the Battle of Gettysburg, and he's written a, a book called Spiritual Gettysburg. So a lot of the things that's taken place at Gettysburg, he gives a spiritual undertone to. And he was, uh, met this man who for 30 years has been a tour guide at Gettysburg. And they were just walking on the battlefield one day, just talking. He wasn't taking the tour, the guy was just hanging out with my brother. And he said, with all the things that you can read about Gettysburg, all the different heroes and all the different battles. He goes, there's so many heroic deeds that never made the newspaper or never made the history book. I want to encourage you and me that you and I may never make the history books for our walk with the Lord. But you know what? That's okay. We're surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses, and we know some of their names. But there's so many that we don't know. So many saints that we walk with on this earth that aren't known in another state, another county. But yet, if we're just faithful to God and to His Word, today will be a special day.
all our todays will be used for God's purpose. Just in closing, some of those obstacles that I mentioned, idols, sin, time, no plan, no communication, your will instead of God's will can change very easily because just like the special kings when they took over in the Old Testament, they ripped down the idols. They ripped down the high places. They destroyed them. So we just need to tear down any idols that are preventing us from seeing God more clearly. If there is sin in our life, we just need to repent from it. Just turn. Because he's faithful and just. He'll forgive us our sins. He'll cleanse us from all that unrighteousness. And we're back in a good fellowship with him once again. Maybe it's that time factor. Well, ask the Lord to get you up in the middle of the night. To give you that energy in the middle of the night so it's just you and him. Or whenever it is that you can give that time to him. If it seems during your regular day, it's hard to spend that time with him. If you don't have a plan in studying his word, my, my, knowing most of you here, my encouragement to you and my word to you is just start in Genesis and read it from Genesis to Revelation. Just get into his word. Get into the whole counsel of his word for yourself doesn't matter if it's not January 1st. You don't have to wait for January 1st to start a new Bible reading plan. No communication between you and the Lord? Well, just start talking to Him. He's been waiting there for you to open up that line of communication. And of course, His self-will. Just replace your self-will with His will. Let's pray. Father, We thank you that today is a day that we get